Hoagie's Garage, take two. Hi, bud. We're How's still here. Going? I'm yes. doing all right. Pretty yes. soon, though, I think if we're, we get enough time between two here, I'm going to have to have myself a little something to eat. I'm going to run out of... It, it's a busy night. Yeah. And yeah. we turn the heater off because <laughs> we don't want the noise. noise. It's, so still, it's still 55 in here. I, I'm sitting here in shorts. I'm, <laughs> I'm not cold, but I'm starting to think I'm cold. My so, wife's got a blanket right here you can wrap up nah, in. Nah, it's all nah, pretty nah. colorful, bud. It would look nice on you. Yep, man. Yeah. See, I'm sitting here. I still got my long underwear on from work, so I'm doing good. <laughs> I had recess duty today. I had 20 minutes outside. That was that was chilly. <laughs> and they, they, they do make sweatpants and stuff you can oh, just slide I, on. I, I put a lot of clothes on oh, when okay. I go outside. I'm okay. not that crazy told. Well, but I didn't want to say it out loud. but Poor Tyler. You know, he... Comes up from Arkansas and oh yeah, he's working outside. He yep. said he was working outside all morning. So uh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Northwest Iowa. Yeah, Welcome back. Absolutely. Anyway, so, we better get bowling here. We got to get busy with hey, Doug Johnson coming up. Doug Johnson. Yeah. See what we can learn from there. What Houston's has got going on. A little bit about Doug. It, the one thing with Todd Queering, I mean, incredible owner. I think those guys think outside the box all yeah. the time. Well, I mean. We got the, the High Bank Nationals are the biggest race in sprint car racing coming up. They got Lucas Oil coming for their Silver Dollar Nationals now. Who knows what next year will be like. Yeah, well, yeah, it's amazing. So when we come back, we have Doug on. All right, we're back at the garage with Doug Johnson. Now, Doug, I need to warn you now, we just got done with a gentleman, and it's going to be a tough act for you to follow. He said it would be hard for you. We had Guy Forbrook on just before... Before yeah, we got that's, definitely, that's definitely a hard act to follow. Yeah. I've known Guy my whole life, and uh, I'll never be able to fill his shoes, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, give it a, we'll give it a whirl. Of course. <laughs> now, he wanted us to ask, because he'd heard a rumor that you guys were paying eight grand to win on Sunday night now, so we were supposed to ask that question. Now, you can pass on that question, if that's, but he wanted us to ask. Well, well Guy always hears rumors that nobody else hears, so, uh, <laughs> you know, that, I think he dreams, he, he dreams a lot in his sleep, too, and comes up with a lot of this type of stuff. But, uh, no, I, I will say we're not paying 8000 but I will say you guys are the first to know that uh, we are bumping up our 410 payout. We will be paying 5000 to win every Sunday night for our weekly shows next year, 4000 for second, and 3000 for third. Wow. Awesome. So that's that's something we just finalized today, actually. Um, I've... I'm actually driving back from meetings that we had in Wyndham today. So that was one of the things that we accomplished. And we're, you know, our, our total payout for a Sunday night show is going to be right at $35,000 for all three classes. So oh. there's going to be a bump in the late model street stocks as well. And, uh, you know, but we, we've added significantly to the 410 payout, you know, not only in the top three spots, but throughout the field as well. So that, uh, it, We'll have a press release out here later this week, and we'll have that posted on our website, I would say, probably by the end of the week. Awesome. That's <laughs> a, that's that's nice. That, everybody's going to like that. Nobody's going to complain, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Guy also told us that he just uh, hooked up with Kerry Madsen. Yeah. So, Kerry's going to be driving for him. I've heard that. I heard that rumor over the weekend uh, when I was down in Knoxville at their banquet. I That's what I'd heard. So, that's good. It's... Uh, you know, it's another quality car with a quality driver, and yep. uh, you know we look forward to having them. You know, at Houston's, you know, whenever they can make it. You bet. Hey, before we get much further, tell us a little bit about yourself, Doug. How long you 
you know, been involved with HUSITS and tell us a little bit about your family also. Well, I grew up in Jackson, Minnesota, so I kind of grew up at the racetrack. Uh, you know, I, as a kid, I went to Jackson every Saturday night. My family and I went to either Hartford or Houston's back in the day on Sunday nights. We went to Fairmont, Minnesota a lot on Friday nights, and that was kind of our weekend growing up. And, uh, you know, I went to college in Marshall, and then after that I moved to Sioux Falls. And uh, I always knew I wanted to be involved in racing in some capacity. Um, you know, it just – it, it, it's finally evolved and come full circle for me. And uh, so I, it kind of started back in, in 1994. I, I purchased a Dirt Track Fury from Tom Savage. Him and his family had published that for a long time. And, yep. and um, I, part, I had a partner and I that we purchased that from Tom and his family in 94. Um, we did that for about 15, 16 years. Um, then I also, at the same time, I... I I purchased the National Sprint Car Annual from Alan Brown out in Michigan. He was to the point where he was kind of retiring and wanted to, to get out of that. And um, so I was actually publishing two yearbooks. Uh, I did. I actually was a track photographer out at Houston's for about 15 years. Um, and was kind of involved in the media side of it for a long time. And, um, you know, then at about that point, in probably about 2000. 2005 right in there um you know my son decided that he wanted to start racing so i kind of give all that up and um you know went racing with him for quite a while racing go-karts micros and obviously now into sprint cars but uh, you know it's i've been involved in racing around it my entire life you know my dad took me probably when i was a couple years old to jackson and i've just been hooked ever since you know i tell people it's kind of like it's an addiction you know you just can't get rid of it and um but it, it's uh, it's a great addiction for me. It's I've met a lot of great people along the way. Some of my best friends are in racing, and uh, you know I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. We've always said you get racing in your blood. It's it's hard to get it out. It's like an infection almost. It just stays there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you were going to Jackson then back when there was still a bullseye painted on that one fairgrounds building. Oh yeah, yep. I remember that. I re I remember when. You know, they launched some cars, you know, over the fence into that barn. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I, I, well, my first race there that I really remember was probably back in the early 70s. I would say probably 72, 73 was probably, you know, the first year that I really remember, you know, going to Jackson as a kid. So. You bet. You bet. When, when did you become the promoter at uh, Houston's? Well, actually, long story short, I've been working for Todd Queering since 2015. Um, you know, when he purchased, that's when he purchased Jackson. Um, so I was, I've been working for him since then. And, uh, you know, then when Todd purchased Houston's in 2020, um, we just kind of rolled over our whole team uh, from Jackson to Houston's, you know, that, uh, and, you know, now we, we actually run both. So. I've been, like I said, I've been working for Todd since 2015 and, uh, you know, 2020 at, since 2020 at Houston Sands. All right. So, you know, Houston sat empty for a few years in there between owners, you could say. Um, mm -hmm. Did you, I mean, had you guys been working on that for quite some time? I mean, did you ever think anybody's going to buy it? I mean, it was, I mean, it's a great track to go sit and watch races at. And now, you know, it's a, one of the premier tracks in the nation as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, to be honest, I mean, there was a few years where I never thought I'd ever see a race there again, to be honest with you. Yep. Um, you know, I you know I know 
behind the scenes, Todd had talked to Chuck Brennan, you know, periodically. And, uh, you know, it's things just never really worked out, you know, um, in the early stages. But, um, you know, I think then some things have changed probably with Chuck. And, uh, you know, I know Todd got really serious with him in the early part of 2020. And, you know, by July, um, they had a deal worked out where, you know, he ended up purchasing it. But, uh, yeah, there was a point where I... I was scared to death. I didn't think we'd ever see a race at Houston's again. And, uh, you know, like I said, growing, growing up there as a kid, going to the races, you know, probably back when I was five, six years old, I have a lot of great memories, just like a lot of people do. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I'm ex- very excited and fortunate to, to carry on those memories now and to, to see it back on operational. Yeah, a lot of years, Section E for us, sat by the Farmer Boys and Long Hair. We sat with the same group of people for 15, 20 years, it seemed like. Yeah, I think a lot of people can say that. I mean, yep. I we we always sat behind the beer stand too. My my family and I growing up, and uh, you know, it was the same people around us week after week. I mean, it was just like family. And if you weren't there, I mean, yeah, you were wondering were where worried. they're at. You were concerned. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got a call the next day from them. It's like, where the hell were you? You weren't at the races last night. Yep. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Houston's gets going, and if I'm I think I'm right. The first race back was the all-star race. Is that, is that correct? That is correct. And, uh, it was like August 1st of 2020. Yeah. Kind of right after COVID and it was packed. I mean, it was, that had to be just a great night for you, Todd querying, just knowing that there's going to be that much support. Yeah, it really was. I mean, to look back on it now, you know, it, time has gone so fast here even since then. But uh, to look back on that opening night to see, you know, basically, you know, and, and a lot of the credit, I will say, goes to, to Chuck and his staff. They kept that place, even while it was sitting idle, yep. they kept that place immaculate. You know, they had two full-time guys out there that were did all the mowing. They kept everything up. I mean, so our transition, basically from middle of July, we had about – maybe three weeks and it was somewhere between two and three weeks from the time the, the paperwork was signed till the time we had the first race it happened pretty dang fast and um you know so to look back on that now it's like you know it's, it's pretty satisfying to see what we did in just in a short period of time to get it back open and you know very rewarding to see the amount of people that showed up on that opening night too so it was it was great and uh you know hopefully we can get back to those crowds you know here in the near future yeah. So last year was the, or this year, I should say, which we can call it last year, I guess, however you want to look at it. But this that past was, season. Yeah, that was the inaugural High Banks. Um, how did that all go for you? And obviously next year is even going to be bigger and better. Well, I think for the first year, I think it was it was a success. I mean, we obviously, you know, changed some things up and with our rain out that we had on you know july 5th moving yep. that date to the to the week of the high banks making it a four-day uh race event you know i think uh it was kind of a test to see how it would go and, and if people would support it and um you know so you know we made the decision during june of this year to to you know continue on with that as a four-day event and uh, you know todd stepped up and, and put the the money up to you know, make it the highest paying sprint car race in the world right now. Yep. So I think that's going to be huge. And I mean, that's kind of, you know, and hopefully the, the fans will come and support it. I mean, right now our, our ticket sales are phenomenal and, uh, you know, continue 
to be really good week after week. So, you know, we hope that the people can continue to come and support this four-day event. And, uh, you know, we'll just I think we'll continue to grow it year after year. Yeah, I know. I'm, I know several people already that have bought their tickets for it. I'm hoping I don't. I get my job back pushing so I can get in the infield. But <laughs> <laughs> gotta, I'll take a couple of days off though, because I don't always leave right after the races, and then you hang around too long. So I just take a couple of days of vacation so I don't have to get up so early in the morning. That, there that's, you go. And that's that's the best part of being a teacher. I don't have to take any you days off. You got the summer so. off, so <laughs> teacher and a government worker, so we got access to things. Oh, yeah. um. So, um, where am I at here? <laughs> oh, you got snowmobiles coming up. The first yes. thing this year. What what can you tell us about the snowmobile races? Well, we're uh, we're actually looking forward to that. It's it's the uh, ISOC snow snowcross event, which is going to be uh, March third and fourth of this coming season. Um, be a two day event, Friday and Saturday, and. Uh, you know, we're looking forward to that. They were actually in Sioux Falls a couple of years ago, and uh, you know, Todd and I and, and Taylor, we all went to that event, and and we kind of left there saying, you know, why couldn't we have an event like this at Houston's? And uh, we've we've talked about it, you know, back in the day, even at Jackson. You know, John McCorkle used to run a lot of the snowmobile races at Jackson. He kind of built his concession stand around you know, the snowmobile races and had a plum for that and uh, things like that. So it's kind of always been in the back of our mind. Jackson, we've, we've actually talked to the same group about having a show at Jackson a couple of years ago. And um, to be honest, they kind of blew us off and really never even returned our phone calls. So, um, you know, now it, uh, I think the timing's right, you know, um, you know, especially after they had a very successful event at the fairgrounds a couple of years ago. Um, you know, I just think that Houston's is going to be a great venue for, for this type of event. You know, we'll, we'll have our, all of our suites are, will be open and, you know, people have a chance for indoor seating. Um, you know, we, we've been actually talking today about, you know, getting some warming tents, stuff like that. Um, you know, I, th- I think it's going to be a great event all around. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of interest, a lot of snowmobile fans in this area yep. and, uh, I think it'll just be a great event, and we're looking to, to make this a long-term event at Houston Speedway as well. That's great, because, I mean, it's it's March, so we should be used to the cold weather by then, so it should be good. And it warms up in March a little bit already, <laughs> too. So. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. I think by the by March, the temperature starts to turn a little bit. You know, yep. Hopefully, we don't have below zero weather, but uh, yet we, you know, we were just saying, that, you know, we want snow, but yet we don't, because, uh, you know, we've got a lot of a lot of property that we're going to have to, to plow, you know, if, if yep. we get hit with a lot of snow and just, we're just going to have to, you know, keep up on that throughout the winter months and, uh, you know, be ready to go, you know, that first week in March. You bet. You bet. Hey, Doug, we're going to take a real quick break and we'll be right back. Fulkins Brothers Trucking, complete livestock hauling. A load with us is a load off your mind since 1979. Call Trim at 800-831-831. 8553. That's Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Um, call Trim at 800-831-8553. And thank you, fellas, for being part of our show. All right, we're back with Doug. So, Doug, I'm, also i seen in the press release, whatever you want to say, website, you've got a big late model show coming now, too. Yeah, we do. It was, uh, it's kind of been a working process. Um, you know, the with things that are happening down at I-80 Speedway, obviously, you know, their, their property is, is sold and 
Um, it's not going to remain as a racetrack any longer. So um, we kind of had known that for a year or so. I've been talking to the Kosicki family about, uh, you know, possibly getting the uh, Silver Dollar Nationals moved to Houston's. And um, it's just, like I said, it's been a, a long, grueling process. I know Joe and his family have been working really hard. They've had some issues with, you know, lawyers and stuff like that on the on the buyer, the new buyers, and uh, that they had to work through, and they really couldn't announce anything till all that was final. And uh, so, just here, just a few weeks ago, uh, everything finally fell into place, and uh, you know, we, we we got that Silver Dollar Nationals moved to Houston, which I think is going to be a great event. It'll be the Lucas Oil Late Model Series yep. um, for three nights, and then we're going to do. Uh, uh, our tri-state on Wednesday night, uh, July 19th, will actually be our tri-state late models, uh, along with the race saver sprint cars and yep. then IMC stock cars. So um, there'll be big paying events for all those classes. And, um, you know, then we'll start on Thursday with the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series. And uh, we're going to incorporate our late model street stocks on a couple nights. And then uh, we'll also have Joe Kosiski's um, Melbourne Bank Late Model Series racing with them, too. So... We're looking forward to it. It's been a lot of interest. Um, I can't tell you how many phone calls and emails we've taken here over the last couple of weeks about people looking for tickets and camping for that event. So, um, you know, it's Houston's has really never been a big late model track, but, um, you know, we, we had the Lucas guys there last year on a Tuesday night, and uh, that was one of the most incredible races I think they probably had all year long in their series. And, uh, so I think the racing is going to be fantastic and, uh, you know, look forward to a big pan day. Somebody's going to walk out of there with uh, $53,000 to the winner that weekend. So, so yeah, it's, uh, we're excited about it and looking forward to working with Rick and the people at Lucas Oil. And, um, you know, Joe's going to kind of help us out. Him and his family will, will be up and kind of help us out through this initial event and uh, you know, just make sure things run smoothly. Yeah, that's <laughs> two, two races, two winners. A little over $300,000. That's going to make for a lot of fun for us fans. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that's – when you think about it, that's that's absolutely crazy. So, um, you know, the, is, USAC was up there um, the last couple of years. Um, it, it didn't seem like the fans really backed that that much, which is unfortunate because the racing was absolutely insanely good. Um was that part of the decision for them not to come back or was that just what happened? Yeah. And, and, you know, that was Matt Wood. I mean, give him credit for bringing this idea to us two years ago. I mean, this was, he, he actually leased a track from us and yep. promoted this event, you know, on his own and uh, did a fantastic job. But um, it was just one of those deals where it was just, you know, it was hard to draw people there. You know, a lot of people I talked to that didn't go, you know, didn't go because they didn't know any of the drivers. And, you know, it's just, like I said, Houston's has always been a, a wing sprint car community. Yep. And it seems that's what's most popular. And, you know, the, the non-wing cars and the midgets just really didn't seem to take it off, take off. But like you said, the racing was fantastic. Oh, I mean, the midgets especially, the I tell you, they put on oh, a show. Oh my God, it was some of the best racing you'll ever see, yep. yeah. you know, but, um, yeah, it's unfortunate. It didn't work out. You know, I mean, Matt, you know, I've given credit for, for doing it for two years, but, uh, at the end of the day too, it's, it's got to make money for him. And, uh, if it doesn't, you know, there's 
no sense continue doing it. So no, that's no. kind of where that deal's at. And um, we'll, we'll just see what happens. Um, you know, never say never. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I'd love to get a, a midget show back at Houston's. Um, you know, if, if the right situation comes around, uh, you know, I think we're definitely open to, to trying something like that again if the situation's right. Sure. Maybe have to throw it in with a wing class, too, and then maybe the crowd will show up, and then they'll see what they've been missing. Well, that was one of my suggestions early on. We were going to try that this past year, but um, the, the decision was finally made too late to, to make that happen. But that, that was one of the suggestions that we offered was to, you know, maybe try it with our 410 wing cars, you know, on Sunday night just to see if we can help bring people in. But um you know, the, the NOSA guys had a race scheduled in Watertown, and we didn't want to compete against them, so we just kind of backed away from that. But uh, there was talks of that, yes. Yeah, you bet. Um, is there any other future plans that you guys have talked about? I don't know if there's anything you want to share or not, but is there anything down the road that you see coming yet to Houston's? Well, there, with, with Todd Queering as the owner, there's always things coming down the road. That's That's... <laughs> That's the cool thing about working for him. I mean, the guy is very passionate about the sport and um, always looking to make things better. So uh, there's always, I would say there's, the door is always open to, to new things. I mean, you know, some of the things that we're doing, you know, with the facility this year, obviously we're replacing the suites and getting those put back together after the tornado from last summer. Yep. But, um, you know, there's, there's, there's talks, um, you know, of, of expansion all the time. You know, we're looking at in, in expanding our campground, for one, just because we're already completely sold out of camping for our high bank nationals, so we need to do something to, to accommodate all the campers that we're looking at bringing in. Same with the Silver Dollar Nationals, you know. So we're going to need more camping down the road. I can guarantee you that. Um, you know, sooner or later, we're going to, with the, with the added camping, we're also going to need more parking. You know, yep. so um, those are probably the two biggest things that we're looking to address short term. Um, you know, I think if we can get the crowds, you know, like we want, I mean, I mean, there's talk and there's been talks and Todd has mentioned about even building, you know, bleachers or grandstands along the backstretch. So, you know, anything's possible. It just kind of we got to see we got to get the people back there and, you know, you know, get the place full again, and um, yep. you know who knows who knows what can happen from there. But um, you know, I th I think Houston's has always been built on a weekly Sunday night program, and that's going to be our staple moving forward. We're not going to change that. You know, like I said, we want to we want to build that up, and with the increased payouts I mentioned earlier, is to get more cars, get more people there, and then we want to have you know two or three big events. Um, and we're still looking at having a, a big time concert. You know, we're We've been talking to different concert promoters and, and brokers on, on that, and um, that's, you know, still a possibility, and we've got some things in the works yet there, but I'm not sure if it's going to happen for 2023, but, uh, you know, we're looking at bringing a big-time concert out to Houston's, you know, sometime here real soon as well. There's there's never a dull moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's keeping you busy that I, way, yes. Oh, absolutely. That, that's absolutely awesome. But anyway, so we don't take up too much of your time, Doug. We'll just wrap this up a little bit with them speed questions we like to ask. Just personal type questions you want it personal, but just so people get to know you better. No problem. Okay, so um, you have a favorite flavor of ice cream? Um, I'm 
pretty simple when it comes to ice cream. I'm just kind of a chocolate guy, just like my chocolate ice cream. Um, cat or a dog person? Definitely a dog. Can't stand cats. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have any hobbies outside of racing? Um, well, one hobby I try, but I'm not very good at, is golf. I love playing golf, but uh, oh, like then I said, he can with, go golfing with us, but if he's not too good. <laughs> <that's right. laughs> with race season in the summer, it's it's tough to get away. But I snuck away a few times, and usually during the Knoxville Nationals, I I try and play golf with some of my buddies down there. And uh, so yeah, golf and camping. Uh, my wife and I go camping a lot when we can, but most of it's at a racetrack. So it's uh, <laughs> well, that's a good place to camp. Yeah, you bet. Do you have a Do you have a favorite movie? I'm really not a movie buff. That's that's my wife. She watches movies all the time, and uh, I'm more of a if it's if it's usually not a sporting event, I usually don't watch TV. So it's uh, man, you're you're probably just like me. <laughs> I, I, I can't say I have a favorite movie because no, I mean I've watched some with my wife, but not, I don't know if I have a favorite. Yeah, my. My two are the old ones. Mine's Dumb and Dumber and uh, Tommy Boy. So, but um, snow or rain? Definitely what? rain. Just not on race nights. Yeah, just not on Sundays or the four-day shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you were going to be stranded on an island, what type of music, album, CD would you have to have along to entertain yourself? Country music all the way. There, there you, you go. go. Um. Do you have a favorite place to go out to eat? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, my favorite place it used to be, and it's no longer open. Um, it used to be, uh, I think it was Rube's Steakhouse down just north of Knoxville. It was the best. You could go out. We would always go down there when we went to the Nationals. You'd pick out your steak, go grill it. You could, uh have a beer while you're grilling your steak in you know they had a, a grill inside that it was just awesome but uh that place is no longer open so i would say the probably the closest place to the, something like that around sioux falls is probably texas roadhouse okay yeah. yep um you have a favorite holiday uh definitely christmas it's just a good time it's i don't get to see my family much during race season so it's a chance I get to spend time with my family and uh, you know, my wife's family. So I would say definitely Christmas. Do you have an app on your phone that you use more than the rest? <laughs> Twitter. There you I, go. Uh, Twitter and anything weather related, but uh, <laughs> yep. I shouldn't say that because I don't. I, I me personally, I kind of give up on on watching weather especially during race season because it changes so much. I mean, everybody tells me what the weather's going to do, and then when you get a day or two away from the event, it changes anyhow. So yep. I just, I've just i kind of given up on that. And just, uh, But I would say Twitter, I'm probably on that more than anything. I always tell people, just get up in the morning and look out the window, then you'll know what the weather's going to be like for the morning. Exactly. Anyhow. And um, it's probably closer than what the meteorologists tell you. How many speeding tickets have you gotten in your lifetime? Oh, God. Um, I haven't had any for a long time, knocking wood as I'm driving right now. But uh, it, I haven't had any tickets for a long time, but I'll tell you a really quick, funny story. The, the most embarrassing part is getting stopped while you're driving the Houston Space Truck. Um, that happened That happened to me twice since uh, I've worked for, for Todd at Houston. Uh, last year, I was actually... 
going to meet our, our gal from Rock Valley who does our trophies. And it was the week of the High Bank Nationals, like on a Monday, and we had a bunch of stuff going on. And I was coming back just south of the racetrack, and I got pulled over by Highway Patrol. And uh, it was actually one of the guys that works for Jay Major on MedStar. So thankfully, <laughs> he just gave me a warning and told me to slow the hell down. <laughs> Now that Brandon is a dangerous area because Rico, he got picked up twice while he was here last summer. Yeah, I got, I've been pulled over in Brandon. I never had a ticket, just got a warning. But uh, yeah, you don't want to speed through Brandon. Nope, absolutely not. What's, what's the fastest you've ever driven down the highway? Or um, been in a car? Maybe it was somebody else driving. I would say probably 100. I had, when I was growing up in high school, actually my, my second car that my dad bought me was a 1978 firebird um it was kind of like the Smokey and the bandit car it was yep. a pretty cool car at the time and uh that i probably had to about 110 somewhere right in there on the blacktop roads yep. south of jackson you bet that's that's going good what's up what's your favorite drink uh vodka and icy water okay and then last one, then we'll let you go. If money was no issue or didn't have any problems, say you won that big $2 billion Powerball, what car, pickup, vehicle, what would you wish you could have? Um, I'm pretty simple. I'm, uh, I'm just a, a Chevy truck guy, so I would probably have the most decked out um, 4x4 Chevy Silverado. I'm, I'm right there with you. That'd be right on top of my list. There you go. Then I'd have to go old school on some other stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd like to have a 57 Chevy. That My dad had a 57 Chevy growing up, and I've seen a couple of those around that have kind of caught my eye. So that would probably be my second choice would be a 57 yep. Chevy. You bet. You bet. Doug, thanks so much for coming on. I don't know if there's anything else you want to mention that we didn't bring up, but thanks so much for being on the show. No, I think we're. I think we covered a lot, and I appreciate you guys having me. All, All right. right, thanks, Doug. We'll see you this summer. All right, thank you. All right, bye bye. I'd like to thank Octane Inc. from T, South Dakota. They pretty much do a little bit of everything. They are known for their wraps. They wrap golf carts, uh, snowmobiles, um, trailers, sprint cars, hobby stocks. It doesn't matter. Uh, side by sides, they wrap it. Uh, they also do coolers and they will also do clothing. You can have t-shirts made there. Um, you name it, these guys can do it. I work with Brett uh, Vanderbrink all the time. He is amazing and I can't thank him enough for how much he helps me. And if I were you guys, I would definitely check out Octane Inc. You can contact them by calling 605-213-8343 it is 800 east prescott in t south dakota and again they're just great people to work with hey we're back at hoagies yep there was some big news yeah we got some news a little more money out there for the racers that, that i mean five thousand four thousand three thousand yeah that's that's good money. Yeah, I, for a for a Sunday night show, local show, you yeah. could say a regular weekly show, and uh, they upped the purse down into the other classes yet. Yeah, what was it? 
thirty some thousand dollars a night is the purse. Yeah, and you know what? I wanted to ask him one question and I forgot. You nice know, job. I'm so old, but I wanted to ask him a little bit about dirt vision. And you know, is that like the biggest airing oh. show and stuff like that? I don't know if he even knows that, but I was gonna ask him. You know, since it's Sunday. You want me to write it on your forehead and then you'll remember to ask him if we have him back on? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Sit still a second. But um, Doug was great. I mean, like, you, you know, we found out with, with Todd Queering, you just don't know. There's, yep. you know, um, who knows what's going to happen. You know, yeah. maybe some bleachers, some other stuff, a yeah, big concert possibly. They're working on parking and camping. And, yeah. and I didn't realize... You know, I, I didn't know Doug that much, but he has been involved in racing. Whether he's watched, yeah, his, ever since he can remember, he's been going to the races with his parents and stuff. And and in my opinion, that's the type of guy you need managing a place like Running. that because you know yep. they 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 understand it by now. They've been involved in it so long, they know what it's like. And he's been on the other side of it with his son racing, yep. so he knows both sides of it. I mean. I I th yeah I think they're doing a great job so his, we'll just leave it at that yeah and his son has come a long way oh, in the yeah. last couple of years yep so he is fast fast so. yep all right that's a wrap uh hey we still have one more tonight so yep we might not want to miss that one all right we'll see you.